Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Now we are, uh, I don't know if I said this already, but my name is Dominic. I'm the leader here at The Heart, and we are in a series that we've been in for a couple of weeks called Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. And uh, I, uh, this, is, this is a phrase that I heard every now and then growing up from my, my mom. My mom would say, Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda, and she would always say it after something that, you know, something couldn't be changed, something that already happened in the past. It would always be triggered if someone said, well, I should have done that, or I could have done this, and she would sometimes say, well, shoulda, coulda, woulda, which meant, too bad, so sad. That's also another thing she said, too bad, so sad. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. So the last couple of weeks, what we did is we, we talked about how the word should is actually a really bad word. It's probably a worse word than some of the words you say, you know? I'm talking, who am I talking to? To my wife. That's, a, that's even worse, than, and if you know my wife at all, <laughs> she raised her hand for that one. That's just for the record, that for the archives, she raised her hand. That should can be a word that traps us. A lot of times the word should comes up uh, during this time of the year, right? The holidays. I should go to my parents. We should go see my grandparents too. And should traps us in that if we do it, we beat ourselves up for being trapped in that. And if we don't do it, we beat ourselves up with guilt that we should have done it. So we, we, we said, let's, let's try to get should out of our vocabulary. In the last week, we, we talked about what could, what could have been, what we could do. And all these messages are available on, uh, on our podcast, which is anywhere you get podcasts or also on our YouTube channel. And if you ever miss a Sunday, you can live stream at 10 a.m. with us as well. And see, what I want to do today is I want to talk about what would have been. If you only would have known that this was happening, what would you have done? If you would have known that there was going to be traffic on the way to where you were going, you would have left a little bit early. If you would have known that it was going to rain, you probably would have worn your jacket or brought an umbrella. If I would have known, see something, I, if you don't know, my son Corbin He's, uh, he's 18. He just left to uh, Texas A&M this semester. He's doing great. I'm not. And so I was kind of thinking, like, I'm going to need something to fill my time. Because a lot of the times when me and him were hanging out over the last couple of years at night, we were watching, you know, basketball or football or something, and watching a show or whatever it is. And I said, I need to do something to, to, to fill up my time so I'm not just being bored and feeling sorry for myself. Is anybody, is anybody really good at feeling sorry for yourself? It's like a, okay, a few people. It's like a superpower that I have. You know, it's one of my superpowers. If I was a superhero, I would be, I would be sadness man. You know what I mean? I'm really good at feeling sorry for myself. So I need to do something. I need to keep my mind busy. So I was like, I know. I'll, I'll, get, into, I'll get into real estate right when it starts to slow down. Right when, it's, right when all the heat of real estate is over. If I would have known that real estate was going to be so crazy over the last couple of years, I would have gotten in sooner. If I would have known that that was happening, I would have done it sooner. If I would have known 
how big of an impact COVID was going to have on our community, on church on Sundays, on our society, on our local businesses, I would have done things differently. Every time we talk about what we would have done, we're pointing back, we're looking back at the past and saying, if only I would have known, if only I would have seen, if only I would have acted quicker, I wouldn't be in this position. Now I wouldn't have made that decision. A would have is one of the best ways to question decisions that you have already made and that cannot be changed. So maybe you have said that this year. One of the reasons we're, we're talking about this or going over this series here at the, the end of the year because I feel like at the end of the year, we, we sometimes take time to reflect on what we should have done, what we could have done, what we would have done if we only would have known it was going to be like it was. If we only would have known. So where, where in your, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's your, in your relationship. Maybe you would have done something different in your relationship. You would have made that decision differently if you would have known how it was going to impact you today. You wouldn't have quit your job if you would have known that the industry you're in wasn't hiring a whole bunch of people. Or maybe you would have quit your job if you would have known there was this cool opportunity coming up. What would you have done if you would have just known something different? And I'm telling you, this should and could and would, if we're not careful, can go a long way to trapping us, can go a long way to causing us to obsess or become overwhelmed with things that could and would have been. If we're constantly worried about what would have been, what are we missing? What are you missing today if all you can think about or, or if you sometimes worry about what would have been? You know what would does to us? It causes us to keep looking behind us. Every time we say we would have done something, we're looking behind us. And if we're looking behind us, we certainly can't see what's in front of us. But if we're looking behind us, we don't even know where we are right now. We look at the past, and looking at the past, reflecting on the past, is not a bad thing. There is nothing inherently wrong with looking at what has been. It's one of the best ways to reflect. It's one of the best ways to grow. One of the best ways to grow is looking at all the mistakes, all the things that you should have done, all the things that you could have done, and all the things that you would have done. The past is one of the best ways to grow. But if we're stuck looking at the past, not stuck in the past. Some of us are stuck in the past. Some of us are stuck living a, 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 a life that we used to live and just keep forcing that into today. And forcing the past into today. And I want to read a, a verse today, a piece of scripture out of the book of Philippians. Now, if you're not familiar with the Bible, it's no big deal. The Bible can be very overwhelming. And so uh, it's, it's, it's good. If you've never read the Bible before and you want to get into it, I would recommend downloading the YouVersion Bible app and just taking, doing some of the Bible reading plans. It's just small bits. Take time to understand. I mean, you can read it front to back. You can do, oh, actually, you can do whatever you want. I don't know why I'm telling you the different things you can do. You can do whatever you want. But you know what you should do? I'm just kidding. Now, in Philippians, Philippians is actually a letter, okay? So it was a letter written by a man named Paul and delivered to a group of people, 
a group of believers, a group of people following the way of Jesus in a city called Philippi. And in Philippians 3, 13, in Philippians 3, Paul, this is really a lot of joy he's just sharing with them. How amazing it is what God has done. How amazing it is what we have, what God has done through Jesus. And because of Jesus' sacrifice, we have this amazing righteousness in God, this right standing with God. And that's what Paul is kind of explaining to them, reminding them of. And I want to read... Before we get into 13, I'm just going to read verse 12 to set it up. He's talking about this complete oneness, okay? He's talking about that when we, when we, when we get to where we're going, there's this complete oneness we can have with God, with the Spirit of God. It's a very interesting concept. But right in verse 12, he says, I have to admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness of what I'm pursuing. So he's not there yet. He's not pretending to be there. He's not saying he should be there. He's not saying you should be there. He's saying this is something, this complete oneness and fullness of God, I want to be there, but I'm not. Watch this. But I run with passion into this abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Now watch this. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. This is where our faith comes in. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Now, we can read this, and, and we, might, we might read this and say, okay, you forget all the past, forget anything that has ever happened. Forget what has ever happened in life. But it seems to be, maybe, maybe, that the spirit of forget all the past really means let's stop letting the past drag us back. Don't hold on to the past. Forget the past and fasten your heart to the future, to what's to come. And I think when we say, well, I would have done this if I would have known, I would have said this if I would have seen, I would have acted on if I would have had that information, we are busy looking at the past. And if we're looking at the past, we're focused on the past, we're obsessing about the past, we are missing what's happening in our future. And, and, and hold on, forget the future. What about now? There are some times when our view of the past obscures our view of the, of the future, sure. But if we're living in this world where we're would-having, would-have-ing the past and wishing what could be our future, what's missing in all of that is now, is today. And okay, this over here is just the past. Okay, this is for everybody watching. And if you're listening to this, uh, 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 I'm going to go to the left part of the platform. This is your past. Middle of the platform, this is your present. Right of the platform, this is your future. So if we're in our past, if we're looking back towards the past, that's all we can see. If we're looking towards the future, then we're looking ahead. And if we're looking right where we are, this is our present. Tell me, tell me real quick, this is, this is an easy answer to this question. 
how many decisions over here in your past can you change? Ready, one, two, three, go. Zero, none. This guy gets it. Now we're in our future. How many decisions have you made here in your future? Zero, none. So if we're in your past, you can change nothing about what has happened. And if we're looking at your future, you have made zero, de- zero decisions in the future. Where do all of your decisions, where do all of your actions happen? I'm, I'm, I'm spoiling it for you right here. Where does it all happen here? Now, your present. Yeah, that's three for three, you guys. Get a free T-shirt. Matt, hook them up with a shirt when they leave. Just kidding. So if we can't change decisions in the past, why do we keep looking back there? Logically, it doesn't make any sense, but I've only been alive for 41 years, and I'm telling you, logic has nothing to do with human emotion. <laughs> Logic's got nothing to do with what would have been. What would have been causes us to think about things that we can't change, that cannot be changed. If you're taking notes, I want, to write, I want you to write this down. When we use wood, when we use the word wood, when we use wood to reflect on experience, we give ourselves space to grow from it. When we use wood to reflect, If we look back and say, I probably would have done that differently if I'd have had the information. I would have worn a raincoat if I knew it was going to rain. Now you can grow from that and you can say, hey, robot, is it going to rain today? I didn't want to say S-I-R-I because then it opens up. Is it going to rain today? Now, you don't have to say, I would have brought an umbrella if I knew it was going to rain because you said, oh, last time it rained and I forgot to check. Now, I can grow from that experience. And that's a small example. What about in your marriage? What about in your parenting? If I would have known that that was going to happen at school, I wouldn't have told my kid to say that. I would have told my kid to do that. I would have handled that differently. That's how we can reflect on an experience. But when we use the word would, when we use would to regret, when we use would to regret an experience, we trap ourselves in a decision that can't be changed. There was one time Corbin, he was uh, my son Corbin, he was a tiny guy, six, seven years old maybe. And we got him this uh, Batman suit for Halloween. And you know how some, some kiddos are. You buy it on, you know, October 12th, and they're wearing it every day until Halloween, you know. And I have this video of him riding his bike with this Batman outfit on. And I say some things in that video that cause me to cringe. I feel like I have no patience that the, the 40-year-old Dom would want to go back and tell 33-year-old Dom, bro, take it easy. And so I, when I watch that video, if I ever do, I unhealthily use, I would have said something different in a way that I regret that experience. Now, nothing's bad. I wasn't abusing him or anything. 
But I just look back, I'm like, man, take it easy. He's just like, just trying to figure it out. And I know that I use that to regret that experience, and I do feel trapped in that decision that I, I can't be changed. It can't be changed. Not only can it not be changed, it's on YouTube. It's in the, it, you know, it's in the Twitter sphere. It, cannot, it's ever, it can never be removed. So when I use wood, I don't use wood to reflect on that. I use wood to regret that. And if we use wood to regret an experience, we are trapped. We trap ourselves in this decision in the past that cannot be changed. There is nothing you can do about what has happened. And, and, and you might be able to say, well, there's something I can do about what will happen. Maybe. Maybe not. You don't know what's going to happen. We don't know we can predict, but we don't know exactly what the future holds. You know what we do know? We do know what decision we can make today. Focusing on the future doesn't remove our past. Okay, so when Paul says in Philippians 3.13, watch this, he says, I don't depend on my own strength. I run, uh, uh, I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I forget all of my past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Focusing on the future doesn't mean what's behind you disappears. Just because I'm looking over here doesn't mean there's not the soundboard behind me. Just because I'm looking over here doesn't mean there's not a screen behind me. Focusing on the future doesn't mean your past is gone. It just keeps from what would have been from slowing you down. So if we got our past, our present, and our future, instead of kind of figuring out where to look, why don't we look facing forward to our future, and if we need to reflect... Instead of looking back, let's use a rearview mirror, get a reflection, you know what I mean? You can take that to the bank. <laughs> you might as well serve that with your breakfast because that is juice. We use a little mirror here to reflect on the past. You see that? I want you to think about that today, this week when you're driving and you look in the rearview mirror. You are looking at a reflection of what's behind you. We're going to reflect on the past as we fasten our hearts towards the future. And you know how we walk into our future? There's only one way you can get to your future, and it is by being here in the present so you can take steps towards your future. I heard one time, it's a terrible joke, and it gives me anxiety, but I'm going to tell it to you. Have you ever heard this? When is the best time to invest? The best time to invest is 20 years ago. When is the second best time to invest? Now. The best time to invest is when you were 18. If you're not 18, start investing. The best time to invest is 20 years ago. The second best time to invest is right now. The only decision you can make that will affect you right now is right now. The decisions you make today cannot affect your past. See, when, we, when we're facing this way towards our future, and we got our rearview mirror here, we're going to reflect. Our past, it may influence our future. That's true. Your past, 
may influence your future. Because where we've been, where we've grown up, any trauma that we have been a part of, maybe some of the great decisions that we have made, some of the poor decisions that we have made, they definitely influence our future. But our past, although it may influence our future, our present determines our future. Yes, back here, this will definitely influence the path that we're on, but right here in the present, right now, here today, in this moment, on this day, this week, 2021, we get to determine the future. You get to determine where you go to lunch. You get to determine how your job turns out this week. You get to determine how hard you work. You get to determine if you're going to work on your marriage, on your parenting. You get to determine that. If I kept looking back at this video of me and Corbin and keep telling myself, I am not a patient father. 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 What what am I going to think about my parenting? If my parenting exists only in this video, then yes, I am not a patient father. But if I'm here in my present and I say I'm going to make a determination, I'm going to make a decision now. I can't change what young Dominic did, but I'm going to make a decision now to say I will practice patience today. I don't know if I'm going to be patient over here in the future, but I'm going to practice it today. And if I give myself a chance to grow and reflect on that and become patient, now I have set future Dominic up, and he's a great guy. You guys are going to love him. I'm going to set future Dominic up to be a patient person. And if I'm ever not patient, I'm not going to let it kick me all the way back here. I'm going to reflect and be like, oh, yeah, I remember I used to be a little bit impatient. No problem. Today, right now, I'm going to make a decision to be a little bit more patient. And if you're an impatient person, I'm not talking to you. This isn't, I'm not, you know, prophesying over your life, just an example. Unless you need it, then there it is. Your past, it may influence your future, but your present, your decisions today, in this moment, will determine your future. We have an opportunity to be in our present, to be in this moment. The past is always going to be calling to us. The future always wants us to prepare. But there are very few people, very few things reminding us to be in the here and now. And I'm telling you, that's when your best decisions are going to be made. That's when the biggest decisions are going to be made is right now. The best time to make good decisions was last year. The best time to make good decisions was last week. The best time to make, the second best time to make good decisions, though, is right now. That's the opportunity we have to step into today. That's what faith can open up for us. We got to let ourselves grow. And when we let ourselves grow, we're not haunted by the past. We're reflective on the past. When we let ourselves grow, We're not obsessing about the future. We are confidently walking into our future because we know that our faith, our God, is with us today. Our community is with us today. If you could, close your eyes for a moment, bow your heads. I want to pray with you this morning. God, we are so grateful 
that you've given us an opportunity to see and know and understand that today matters, that there is hope for today. There's definitely hope for the future, and there is restoration from the past, but God, I pray that we would realize in our heart, our mind, and our soul that today is here for us. We have been given the gift of today, and I pray that we would see that and step into that, that we would allow our decisions today to determine the future ahead of us. We love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.